like relationships and societal structures and things like that really helped me like construct reasons as to why certain things were happening to me or as to what like other people's way of thinking and I think mainly um she really taught me how to stand my ground as a black woman hugely like I would listen to, like I said I didn't I'm not gonna try and lie that I read a bunch of her works but especially Bayam uh shout out to Bayam bang 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 uh, she would always like quote her on Twitter, and I'd be like, "Where's that from?" She's like, "It's from her love books. You need to really read them. They're like amazing." And I never like got round to it, um, but I would always like watch interviews or watch like her kind of little speeches or like excerpts from things, like her reading her own books and stuff. Like, and I think I was just flawed, but to the point where it was almost like, again, it became part of me. It became like. Um, just my lexicon like some of the things that she was saying I was now implementing into my own life and it was into the life of so many other people all ages um so when she sadly passed away uh it really I think it was the trigger it really hit me hard um yeah it hit me hard I I think it was because Unfortunately, I was kind of always looking for someone to look to for answers, if that makes any sense. Especially with, I said, the world is literally on fire. Like, Britain's flooding, other places are flooding, things are on fire and melting. Like, you know, sometimes you just kind of want someone to give you a bit of comfort, a bit of peace. But I think what I've had to kind of, um, not realise, it's not the right word, but what I've had to kind of come to terms with is that not only has her work again transcended into other writers into other uh artists uh works and their language and how they present themselves but also that she's got a bunch of tools um she's got like uh you know a bunch of like cheat codes if if you will um to life and that is through her works and through her actions as well like her decisions decisions that she makes with um her career her life is something to look up to hugely and i don't really like on a personal i don't really deal with death that well uh because i never really had anyone close die to me so well i guess a lie. so i had two friends who uh um, basically died from suicide uh, they weren't close but that was probably the closest thing I've had to something that really hurt because uh, it's all in the same year as well um, so when Toni Morrison died like like similarly to when Whitney died and when uh, Amy Winehouse died and a few other people I think it just hit me just like oh like nobody's immortal in this world and some are taken sooner than others and it's something that you've got to give people their flowers while they're here and I think that statement that pe- you've got to give people their flowers while they're here uh, really hit me because I think that is what I've since those two friends I've kind of um, really committed my life in a sense to walking into things with love and not hate and it's taken a while to uh implement and it's taken a while to kind of 
getting used to it because some people are just dickheads. <laughs> but that being said, I am really, really, really taking the time to make sure that I, you know, enter the world with love, but with firm love, you know, and love myself and love other people. Um, so, yeah, no. Thank you, Terry Morrison, for everything. Uh, thank you for your works, your life, to live so careless and free and whatnot, and leaving us with so many things that we can now use to figure out the end. <laughs> so, yeah, that is that and that. And, yeah, that really hurt me. Like, I think it's a Tuesday she passed away, and, I've li- again, I've literally not left my bed. <laughs> Um, well, apart from yesterday, which I had to work, but then I came back home and went straight to bed, so, you know. Um, and yeah, so, that being said, we're talking about giving people their flowers. This episode is exactly that, uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, I've had, again, I've had the outlines of these episodes for a while, I've had these ideas, like I want to do this, and I want to, you know, talk to these kind of people and whatnot, and have these kind of topics, um, and you know how life works, it never always, uh, it never turns out that way all the time, because, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes it's like, Sometimes, you know, life gets in the way, essentially, and ideas come, and things develop, and some ideas seem better than others, and some ideas are more articulate than others, like last week's episode to do with Malcolm the Middle, um, that was really spontaneous, uh, even though it sounded really structured, it was really like, actually like, whoa, this is something that I'd never really reckoned with, but then the episode before that was very structured, like I literally had everything, the one about Lion King, had everything like laid out was like, all right, cool, boom, 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 boom. This is gonna happen. Was that episode seven? I'm losing track. Um, but this is episode ten, and I again, I wanted to do something special and essentially give people their flowers, uh, and have just whole shows dedicated to these people and just talk about why I love them so much, why they mean so much to me, and I think this is me giving them their flowers. Uh, actually. Let's rewind, let's rewind and um, kind of talk about why I wanted to start this segment before I talk about my first um, person that I picked for this week. I don't know what I want to call it, but we'll get there. Uh, Again, I've always had, uh, I don't know what the word is, I've always kind of had this kind of inner disdain, or I don't know if that's the word, or like an inner grievance with certain people, media, publicity, whatever you want to call it, like platforms, uh, with the way that we celebrate certain women in particular, especially, you know, women who are not cis, not heterosexual, etc., even of the other, you know, marginalised women, let's put it that way. I've always had this kind of just disdain because it's so clear-cut, but because we're so used to it, it's so blurred, if that makes any sense. Like, there was, if you are on Twitter, then you probably missed this, but there was this discussion on colourism in the UK, uh, and with uh, within uh, the UK music industry especially, and how it really has, there's like a, almost like a, 
quote unquote factory of singers and I am going to talk about that but another episode another time but the way people reacted to it and were just so like adamant that that wasn't the case was so or just so just complacent like yeah you know some singers get fooled by the wayside yeah they're darker skinned and what and I was like is that the attitude you want to go forward with you know you can't implement change without outrage you know like and it's no um discredit to these singers talents and i said on twitter is like it's really irresponsible to deny colorism but what you can criticize is the language that is used to uh, uh what's the word to what's the word i'm looking for you know you can use the language that is used you can criticize like that people you know ignorance to certain aspects of the music industry because some of us are more clued up than others um of course you can criticize that you know again it's not it's not um trying to be disingenuous to their talent but what it is being disingenuous with is again colorism and the fact that just certain people will never ever get their flowers until they pass or they won't get their flowers until something really bad happens or until they they're deemed as like washed up or whatever and i hate like a part of me just it just scares me because i am one of a darker hue and i like was being blunt the odds are stacked against me (coughs) but you can't think like that but that being said it's like i'm gonna put out the energy that i'd like to receive of longevity and just respect and whatnot um i really want to make sure that these people are getting their flowers so that being said uh i was really thinking about it and you know i think at first i was like "Mm." sorry i'm really bad today Mm. um so yeah at first i was like you know um i was kind of debate of how to do this section because i was like well, you know, I could just, like, have a person of the week, you know, or kind of do a little biography and, like, make it, like, very formal, as in, like, this is this person, they were born here and they grew up here and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, again, it's not me, it's not personal, and I think I started going down this rabbit hole, especially yesterday and today, and I think it really scared me. I think that's all I can say, it really scared me of women who have been abused, chewed up and thrown out by the industry. No matter huge success or not. Uh there is a really big correlation, especially in the music industry, of just women just get again chewed up and spit out. And most of the time by no fault of their own. And even if you can find fault within their actions, it's usually initiated by a guy. And it sounds really weird. The person I'm gonna like, the, I'm not. This is not the person of the week. This is just people that I've just been researching. One of them is Kerry Hennessy because one, I didn't realize she wrote songs like Icebox. Like, hello, that is a bop. She walked. She wrote "Give Me More" by uh, Britney Spears. She wrote. She wrote a ton of songs that were like so prevalent in my childhood and there was like a certain sound that I really was like drawn to and I didn't realise that Carrie Hillson was the one behind it and I was really shocked I was like oh and you know what you see on Twitter might have been true whatever I don't I, I was like what 11 when it happened so I don't really remember much uh but 
what I will say is that um, I there was like to cut a long story short, I'm not gonna go into the whole thing because we could do a whole day. But there was like she had beef with certain artists, and this guy <laughs> basically convinced. I was like, yo, write a diss track. And she was like, oh. And he was like, and you could hear, because it's like unreleased, he got leaked, and then she got in trouble, and then she had to like do a bunch of damage control because of this one guy. Um, I'm sad with this one guy, because yes, she did the diss track, but he is like, in, like, he is, what's the word? He's like initiated. He's like pushing her. He's like, say this. What about this, sis? What about this situation? And I was like, ooh, okay. You know, like, that's wild to me. And then you go and you go towards uh, another person's Amiri, who I thought was Amiri, but oh, whatever. No, Amiri's another, uh, Amiri, sorry. Uh, it's another person um, who I don't think we've given her flowers to because there's a certain sound that was popular with Beyonce songs or popular with Destiny Child song. They're popular with basic songs within, say, 2004 to maybe 2008. And it's something called Go Go, um, which I. If I can, if someone can invite me to a go-go um, party, you know, that would be great. Because I love, like, there is, like, a set of songs that I love. Like, Green Light by Beyonce. Oh, my God. Every time I hear it, I just freeze. One thing by Amory, I just, I love it. I love just the beat of it. It's so um, infectious. And Amory, apparently, um, apparently, it's true, um... <laughs> Uh, but you know, so allegedly for whatever reasons, but she uh, created uh, this go go sound, and her producer was like, Hey, this sounds really good, this sounds really great, I love this, ooh, yes, you know. And then he was like, Right, cool, let me just say it to a bunch of other people, and that's me running with it. And you know, you could argue that it's business, it's business as usual, blah blah blah, but point being is that that's quite disrespectful because i've always believed in the terms of the ecosystem as you work horizontally or vertically um and it's not to say that you sacrifice yourself uh and not push your uh you know push to go vertically in terms of business and whatever but you know bringing people with people in with you especially the people that have helped you um become who you are and yeah, he you know kind of sold Amory out, and yeah, that was it. Like she was just like kind of left by the wayside. But let me you know let's give her a flower. She released oh, side note, she's released a new well not new. It was like came out I think earlier this year or last year. Um, she released like two albums, and they're really good. They're really was it Amory? I think it was Amory. No, she released two albums, and they were really good. They're like old school R and B, but they just ooh, shit hits like this, which I'm never gonna say again. <laughs> Apologies, but yeah. Um, so that being said, I think, uh, yeah. So I was this it was just a continuous uh, thread of women who were being uh, messed up by men, messed up by the industry, messed up by their peers, and they were just left by the wayside, left to die, left to just continue life like quietly and, and i just like no let me just shout out everybody that uh means so much to me um again another side note i've just finished watching a documentary on judy garland and i need to watch something like i feel very teary um as you can probably hear my voice but it's pretty much because she's just been chewed up 
again by the industry and by her mother and there was even in the documentary I was watching which was really hard to watch every comment was about her weight and I have a a really weird issue with my weight which I'm not going to get into um but everything was like oh she she put on 20 pounds oh she put on a whop she was a whopping 180 pounds at five foot four and like I thank god we've come so far forward in the industry but we still have so far so much longer to go especially in terms of like the fact that she was taking so 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 many drugs to like uh manage quote unquote her weight um and it kind of consumed her gave her hepatitis ruined her body she died at 47 like that is so stressful that is so stressful and i'm trying to cheer myself up on watching her daughter's life mary's uh documentary because it's a bit more cheesy and i'm like i need something like lighter to kind of uh cheer me up but yeah sorry that's a side note just matter trash is basically the theme of this episode <laughs> um and yeah but i want to shout out black women especially uh and give them their flowers and so this second this the first person that's getting shouted out is a friend of mine uh someone who i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her and i would just you know big a thank you with lavs uh lavs is an alternative rapper um i said alternative she does she does like alternative hip-hop rapper is probably the better way to phrase that um but yeah she's alternative hip-hop and she's so talented so amazing so small <laughs> um she's such a supportive friend like no matter what you do she is there you know no matter what status you're at whether you're huge whether you're little whether you're emerging whatever uh she's there and i love her for it um my girl is performing at reading and lilies festival uh this year which i'm so fucking proud of her i saw her at standing tall lane uh two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago and i she was so electrified on stage like the fact that people in the crowd were white and i'm not saying that they had no idea of alternative hip-hop music or hip-hop in general but uh they really took to her and it's because she has that i she has developed this uh way of grabbing the attention of somebody and really just uh, immersifying people in her performance and her character and she's always had that because when i first saw her it was 2016 uh i went to again a very white concert it was like a icmp uh oh i never thought i'd say that name in my life again uh it was like a freshies thing so we all kind of had to meet friends and shit so I went and kind of got there kind of late. I saw one black girl there. It was Atlanta May. And I was like, cool, black girl, nice. And I was just a bit like, oh, where's the other black people? <laughs> and yeah, especially because it was university my first year. I was like, I need someone to talk to, you know. And I saw another black person. That person was Labs. And she came on stage and she just ran on stage, did her thing and ran off. Um, was very good was very very good i was very proud of her and 
again, just immersified with her presence, immersified with her, the way that, you know, she could grab the attention of the crowd, and just to see her work continuously, 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 just on her craft, on her, um, on her artistry and whatnot, it's just so lovely. Uh, but another reason I wanted to shout out Laz in particular was for the fact that she is my big sister, my little big sister. Uh, I love her to bits and again, she supported me in ways that I didn't even think, I didn't even ask her to. Um, and you know, I think we, we both went to the same university and it was hell for both of us and we've had to kind of get over that we've had to kind of overcome the bullshit that was that university that i'm gonna bleep out in the earlier <laughs> parts i don't want them to even find this podcast uh but yeah no and she kind of left as i was starting and i was really nervous because the first year i was like it was just kind of again it's like having your big sister there to kind of guide you around but the second year i just felt so lost i felt so upset uh Surgery was terrible, but you all know how that went. Um, you know, second year just felt very like oh, I don't know, just kind of a, a bit uh, disillusioned with artistry and just kind of like I don't know where I stand, kind of thing. Like, I don't know what type of music I want to do, I don't know what area I want to pursue as such. It was really hard for me to kind of get my head in the game. Um, and I basically, ooh, I basically uh, messaged her a lot. I, you know, was posting very scary statuses on the Instagram. Not scary as in, like, you know, worrying, but just kind of like, I'm so done with everything. I just want to, I just want to quit uni and whatnot. And she just kind of was like, Lucia, get your degree and leave. And then be the star that you are and stuff like that. And to have someone like that in your corner, to have someone like that who has the, I don't know what the word is, but like the, she just like has so much guidance and just so much wisdom. But at the same time, she just, again, she's your cheerleader. And she's very much someone who tells you to cheerlead for yourself, which is, something I struggle with a lot, so I'm so grateful to have her in my life, uh, I'm very, yeah, I just can't thank, thank, thank somebody enough for, because I wouldn't be doing this, I wouldn't be going as hard, whoops, uh, in my music, in my artistry, um, if it wasn't for her, so I would like to say thank you, thank you to Laz. Uh, for being an awesome, 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 awesome person, um, yeah, so the next person, well, I would only usually do one a week, but it's the start of the week, so I'm going to do two, um, it, as you guys know, it is Leo season, and I've been reminded by this person a number of times that it is Leo season, and yeah, that person is my mother, it's her birthday this week, on the 18th. I feel really guilty because I'm not going to be there because I signed up for this uh, gig and I completely forgot and I thought I could kind of leave early but they only had the slot on her birthday 
um, she didn't mind. I was like, all right, I'll make it up to you and whatnot. But um, nah, my mum is such a G. <laughs> like some of the things that she has had to um go through as a mum. You know, it's not my place to say and tell her business, but you know, as you know, mums go through things and it's hard. But my mum had me at nineteen twenty, and she. It was like we grew up together. Uh, we grew up uh, as like a unit. We still are. Um, we always will be, I think. And she is someone that I just love so very much dearly. And she, my mum, is the living proof that any kind of bullshit, um, saying I guess, or any kind of bullshit notion that people of a certain generation stop learning things or become ignorant to certain uh, ways of thinking is an absolute lie. Like my mum, like, is a researcher and a learner. She knows all the. She knows all the things. She knows all the teas. Um, especially when it comes to queerness and things. Because when I came out as bisexual to her, which I don't really, again, don't know what's going on with that now, but I'll keep you updated. But, um, yeah, I came up as bisexual to her when I was about 16, 17, and she was like, alright, cool. <laughs> and I felt really upset, because I was like, is that it? Like, I really worked up the courage to tell you, and she was like, I don't care. Like, and... That being said, I think we really needed to work on our communication skills <laughs> at that point. Um, but nah, she is uh, honestly uh, such a big supporter of me as in my full queerness. I've told her that I might not want to be in a monogamous relationship. She's like, alright, cool. As long as I get my house and I'm alright. <laughs> That is literally every sense of it. She's like, as long as I get my house, as long as I get my farm, I am okay. And I was kind of scared, scared to get her a farm because especially like, um, and again, I've been watching loads of crime documentaries today and a lot of the time, uh, it's like, yeah, murder comes in slowly at night and da 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 or like the psycho kind of comes raging in and they normally find her body for like 10 days or like 20 years, like, you know, touch wood, that's not never going to happen. So I was like, I'm not getting on my farm, point blank. Um, but it's, no, but I've kind of got off point. <laughs> but no, she's just such a supporter of me and my queer self. And she, it was really funny because when uh, there was a bunch of kind of stories coming out, especially about like Monroe Bradford and things like that, and she did her research. She was like, Anusha, did you know? <laughs> and it was like, and not even in a way to kind of be nosy, but she really just wanted to kind of support. She kind of, my mum has this uh, concept that she's very much ingrained into me of loving kind of everybody that you see and respecting everyone you see in certain, you know, forms as such. And she's always just wanted to help people she's always wanted to make the world a better place and she's always telling me her ideas of like i really just want to set up this club for people so that they can just come and have the kind of the experience that i had as a kid or something that was better than i had as a kid or something that i could have done better as like a mum and things like that like a gift to other people and i'm like that i that like um 
mindset. It's, I'm not saying it's human from clean, but again, she defies the notion that you can't learn and that you, you know, that you become ignorant in, ignorant in, your, in your old age. Um, that is completely false, completely false. My mum is not only uh, learned, <laughs> But she is the blueprint to a lot of, like kind of Tony Morrison, she's my blueprint to a lot of things in life. And she is going to be 42 this year. And I'm going to make sure her birthday is amazing. I'm going to make sure that is like stunning and whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, shout out to Mumsy. Like I said, wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her. Um... I hope, I know she's going to have an amazing birthday, uh, and I'm going to make sure that she relaxes, that she lives her best life, and I'm going to treat her like the queen that she is, like the Leo that she is. The funny thing is, is that she likes to remind me that she is a Leo, and it is so funny, because I never really thought my mum was into astrology, especially because we kind of grew up semi-religious. Um, we never had like a not that saying that would have any effect on it but we never had um, any well because we didn't look at astrology really that was it, it just kind of wasn't you know, it wasn't part and parcel um, and now she's looking at astrology and she's looking at her traits and stuff and she's just like yeah you know like it's Leo season so I'm about to be here living my best life and I'm like yes you are mother like I'm so 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 proud of her and I think, yeah, like I said, wouldn't be here without her. She's taught me everything, everything. And if you meet her, you've met me. <laughs> like, I am the spitting image of her. Not physically, because she's like five foot and I'm five foot eight, but whatever. <laughs> and yeah, so those are my two shout outs. Uh, Lavs and Mum and Tony Morrison, my mistress. Uh, and I guess that's the end of the episode. This is a really short one, guys. Uh, I'm not saying I'm apologising because I'm about to go to bed and again succumb to my depression. Um, but you know, it can't be helped. Sometimes I have a lot of things to say, sometimes I'm sad and I have not a lot to say. Uh, that being said, I've got to do my little formalities, so bear with me. Uh, I think it is, well, it's Friday today, it's like half eleven, but I'm pretty sure, something to double check about, uh, the Home Slice podcast that's featuring me should be out very soon, so if you would like to listen to that, I will find the podcast, and I will post this in the link below, um, but I talk about freelancing, I talk about um, the downsides of freelancing. I talk about our passions as creatives and as people in general and the things I want to do to help people in terms of passion and whatnot. Um, and yeah, that should be out very soon. Uh, I am Anusha and I am... I am Anusha and... I've been with you for half an hour. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. I'm going to try and get my podcasts on Spotify, but I have no idea how those work. Uh, that being said, uh, you can find me on SoundCloud, which is the podcast about nothing. Pretty simple. 
you can find me on Anchor now, which is very new for me. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Anchor, and again, it's the podcast about nothing. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, which is uh, the podcast about nothing underscore, and you can find me on Twitter, which is where I usually chat my shit, and that's just nothing pod. I need to figure out a way to like a universal tagline uh, name, but. <laughs> apparently a lot of people have podcasts about nothing so yeah and just a reminder that i have a event on the 23rd of august that starts at 5 p.m and it is a barbecue uh i've called it a family barbecue because in my head uh we choose our family uh whether they're related to you or not so bring your sisters bring your cousins bring your friends bring your partners bring your um, situationships if you feel brave enough, which I know I did, but you know, each their own. Uh, and my aim for that is I just want everyone to just talk and chill and celebrate themselves, uh, celebrate the achievements that they've made during the summer, whether it be big or small, as per usual, that is, there's never an issue with passion, the passion project. Uh, and I have just secured something really big for September which I am very fucking excited about, uh, which I'm not going to reveal just yet, but all I'm going to say is, um, everybody get their musical heads on, you know, because it's going to be lit, so yes, that's the 23rd of August, uh, also as well, this is just like a whole five minutes of promo, <laughs> as well, we have a playlist, which I'm going to also link below, where you can add your songs if you can't make it if you can all the songs that you want to listen to and things like that i've added a few i'll be adding a few more mid at a time uh it's collaborative so all you have to do is just i think like follow it and then just add things so do that and yeah i am going to leave you with a piece of advice um which i don't usually do because i'm not really an advice person you know even though it might not, um, what's the word? Even though it might not seem like it, I really don't, I try not to give advice anyway, unsolicited advice, but I am. Here's a bit of unsolicited advice from Anusha. So, we're ending this episode. We've just, uh, celebrated fellow black woman, Toni Morrison. Uh, laughs and mama shrugs and I would just like to leave this with you is to enter everything with love um, and that sounds very woo woo hear me out <laughs> this is not to say love thy neighbour uh, this is not to say you know kind of if someone treats you badly you treat them better to kind of be the bigger person I'm not saying that at all like, if you want to, you know, kick the shit out of someone, I am not going to stop you. Uh, what I am saying is that I think when it comes to certain things, certain situations, that entering things with love and entering things with just kind of like a good heart uh, is so important, especially now, because everything is quite stressful, it's quite sad, it's quite scary, um, 
it's quite horrible and I get I suffer from anxiety and the kind of the anxiety that encompasses every aspect of your life so I get paranoid very easily so I don't I'm scared of the dark uh I'm scared of like loud noises I'm scared of quiet noises I'm scared of spider like I'm scared of a lot of things this is starting to sound like that Jasmine said it in the song of fear <laughs> um but I think the world as I'm getting older as I'm hitting 21 is starting to scare me um which it, which it wasn't scary before, it is frightening now. Um, and I've got quite a bleak view on the world. And I've always said when the world ends, I'm just going to find a house, bring my friends Sakina and my family, and we are just going to watch DVDs and eat junk food for like the rest of our days. Um, because, yeah, I just don't see anything uh, getting better from here, to be quite blunt. Uh, but, you know remain hopeful, remain optimistic, or remain that there is a solution that will come and that a change will come at some point in time. But for now, this is me getting all existential, but for now, um, I would like everybody to kind of do things with love. Like, so, I've got a situation in my head that I always go to, but because this person I do not like now gonna omit some names um so their situation that if you have been listening to this podcast for the past 10 episodes now you know I had a breakdown uh, earlier this year um and it was really harsh and it was over a friendship breakup and it really messed me up and I I've run into a lot of his friends and again I've also said in this podcast I've run into this person's, um, you know, kind of peers musically because it's a musician as well. All musicians are trash. We'll have to add that. Um, and yeah, I've I have really watched the way I speak. I sp- spoke about him to them. If that makes any sense, I've really made sure that, and it's not. To, I'm not admitting his responsibility or my responsibility. That's nothing of the sort. But I'm making sure that I don't have uh, hatred. It's more like I have hatred for the situation, not for the person. And as I'm saying it out loud, I'm realising that doesn't apply to everybody. That's not my point. <laughs> it's, um, again, it's, you know, you. I've basically just said, you know what, I hate the situation and I absolutely despise the actions of this person. But that being said, I can't, if I dwell on the thought of him, or the thought of um, the whole situation as a whole, continuously is going to break, I'm going to have another breakdown, um, is again, like, kind of like the previous episodes, kind of advice, is find things, and the people around you, and people that respect you, and talk with love, and also a part of loving somebody is keeping someone at a distance, and choosing not to think, choosing not to speak about them, choosing not to um, even have them enter your train of thought, and to your mind, whatever, not like, that is also an act of love, for example, actually choosing to actually be like, you know what, I don't like you, so for the greater good, I am going to not talk about you, or vice versa, which you could do what I'm doing, 
is I am choosing to cuss you out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not physically hurt, physically hurting the guy. It's fine. Um, you know, like, you know, I'm turning something that I can't stand into something that I love, you know. And this is sound, you know, I'm sound, again, it sounds very woo-woo and whatnot. And I hope that my point is coming across really well. Um, but it's, all that being said is that I've realised that there was like, again, during that breakdown, there was a huge amount of time that I was just spending dwelling over this situation over and over again. And it just was not helpful for me at all. Because again, it was just, I was going, because it was just totally everything else, I was just going into everything with this, this view of, I'm going to punch everybody. Um, and it was filling my account with just other things. Uh, but it was like, you know what? If I um, completely disregard this person and just say, you know what, that happened, fuck you. But it happened and that's that. You know, it means that I'd have to go running. Like, if I see this person, it's not, I'm not running up and down like this person. You know, it's like, all right, cool. I'm just going to ignore you. Cold shoulder is what it is. And you will find that things, well, for me personally, um, things have calmed down and I am a lot calmer, I'm a lot happier, even though I'm depressed, like, oxymoronic, but here we are, um, you know, I'm a lot happier, so I am just realising, yeah, I go into everything with love, uh, or go into the situation, you, because I think with, when I say that, because you choose, when you go into everything you love, you choose the things you concentrate on, and you choose the f- people that you concentrate on, and those people that you've done, done you wrong, you, um, you obviously uh, have that time and those moments to for them to either accept responsibility or for them to not accept responsibility. You are, have every right to get mad at them or the situation or everything as a whole. But then also concentrate on the things that you do love because, like I said, otherwise you will lose your sanity. Uh, and it's like I'm seeing so many people who have been through situations and they're going into other situations that have nothing to do with it with the kind of same all of the same en- like with the same energy of the situation that's hurt them and it's you know inevitable with some people and that's fine and whatnot um it's not fine because i'm just realizing that other people are hurt other people i'm going on a tangent here and i'm ranting now so that is the end of the episode um like i said all the other things about have were probably said about like 37 minutes uh and I hope you have a lovely week. Uh, I'm not even going to say I don't care anymore. I, because this week has been the pits. So, again, peace and love to everybody here. And stay safe because this weather's not letting up. And I don't have a clue what's going on. I'm going to say that and probably it's going to be like sunny or some shit. Um, but yeah, peace and love and I'll see you later.